welcome to uh, the one and only episode where we're going to talk about AJ and the Queen, the Netflix, the Netflix, the Netflix series starring RuPaul and about a million other drag queens as usual. When we record, when we recap horrible television, what better person to have on your side than the one, the only Laurie Rockingcamp. Hello, Laurie Rockingcamp. Hello. Oh, so we're only doing this. This is a one time thing. Yeah. Because the only, ep- but you said we were only recapping episode one. Yeah. Okay. So I thought what we would do is what I thought we would do. Because I have not, I will say in full honesty, I have not watched past episode two. So. All right, that's fine. Because oh, you haven't. All right. What I, what I was thinking we would do at the top, then I'll just do it. Is that we would discuss the season, right up top in that first fifteen minutes. But I'll talk about it. Okay. And then we would go in detail in episode one because really. To be honest with you, the only one worth really talking about is episode one. Uh, so let me give you a rundown then, Laurie, since you haven't watched past episode two. Okay. Is, in my opinion, episode one is a horrible piece of shit. Okay? Like, literally, I don't think it's that bad. Okay, well, I'm glad but, you're on here. But it's not great. No. Now, what's funny and what's been very frustrating is that there are people out there who are RuPaulogists. And what I mean is that no matter what RuPaul does, RuPaul could go on on Fifth Avenue and shoot someone and couldn't be convicted of a crime, right? Uh Uh-huh. Well, people would be like, well, what did the other person do? Yeah. They would go, yeah. They would ask, well, what did that person do to deserve that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... They say like, oh, well, you know, it's funny. You know, you got to take you take it so seriously. Look, here's the deal. And we, you know, you and I just recapped uh, RuPaul's performance on SNL, and we gave her a very good grade. We liked her. Yeah, I yeah. thought she did a good job. We thought she did a good job. Yeah. So, uh, it, it 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 I just like I say I say this to the point where it's obnoxious. Okay. I call balls and strikes. If RuPaul does a good job, I'm going to say RuPaul did a good job. You know, if RuPaul does a terrible job, I'm going to say RuPaul did a terrible job. So let me tell you the take on the season, because I know a lot of people who watched episode one and they were like, I'm out. Right? Yeah. And that's not fair to this show. Episode one is horrible. Right? Uh Episode two, I feel the show gets better. Does that make it good? No, it goes from like an F to like a C. Okay. And I think in the best episode, it never goes above C plus B minus to me. But this is just my taste in shows, but it never gets above a, 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 a an everyday episode of the Gilmore Girls. Well, and, and I believe that mm-hmm. the reason for this has nothing to do with RuPaul. I feel like the casting of the child or just the writing of the child that's on the show mm-hmm. is probably the word this, this child is unlikable, unlovable and uninteresting. Mm-hmm. Like I, I honestly feel like RuPaul, if this was called the queen, I would have been like, yeah, that's great. It, since it's AJ and the queen. It's like, Oh, I honestly, every single second of this, this sh- the, the two episodes I watched, I was like, somebody needs to kill this kid. Because well, this kid is going to end up being a, a serial killer. Yeah, but I think one could make the argument, and it'd be a fair argument, that because you haven't watched past episode two, that you're ignoring that the, that the child has a narrative arc. 
And that no. maybe you're supposed to hate the child and then grow to love the child. No. No. I, I fully denounce everything you say. I honestly think it's because I've only seen two episodes that I know the truest version of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I know the truest version of the show. And it is that this child is an awful child mm-hmm. and should uh, they second episode when she walked, tried to walk out on the freeway, mm-hmm. RuPaul should have pushed her into oncoming traffic yeah. and driven and had a wonderful life. Yeah. So anyway, so episode two, by so the show builds, okay? So episodes three and four, and I would even dare say five, aren't bad. They're pretty, I, I think it's episode, whichever episode has Kennedy Davenport and Jade Jolie, I believe that's episode four. Um, that's a decent episode, actually. And episode no. five, huh? Oh, sorry, you were so, sorry. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, and episode five is when they go to... Uh, uh, a small town to go to the Bob Mackie Museum. That's when they have uh, character actor Tim Bagley on the show. And that's actually a halfway decent episode, too. But then when you get to episode six, seven, and eight, it's you because episode five is like this, too. But you forgive episode five because the first one. It feels like story following. So episode one, you they established a story. Episodes uh-huh. two, three, and four, they're continuing on their adventure. It's in the story's progressing. Mm-hmm. Episode five, it doesn't progress, but you know that happens every TV show. Okay, you give it one episode where the story doesn't progress. Okay, they stop in this town. The problem you run into is episodes six, seven, and eight. The story still failed to progress. Okay, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a bunch of like a new adventure in a new town, uh, but annoying. Right? Do they leave it open for like a second season? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. So then, what happens is episode nine. There's an episode that people like, right? Which kind of moves the story. It progresses the story. And then episode 10 is obviously the season finale. So they put a button on it. But it does have, it does leave it very open to a second season. Okay. Okay. So uh, since you haven't watched the past second episode, we're going to focus on the first episode. Here's what I'll say is um, the kid didn't bother me as much as it, she bothered a lot of people. I don't, I don't, I don't. Like the child, right? But I think that might not even be the the actor's fault. It might be the way the character's written and she's directed. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I feel like, okay, this to me has a very, look, I've been watching a lot of Cheers lately. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that this has a cheer sensibility in that there's a lot of uh, fantastical events. And this, mind you, these are the two episodes that I saw. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of fantastical events that happen that don't have realistic consequences. And yeah. I feel like I feel like that is a um a writing um uh thing that was done in the like nineties or the early two thousands that people have kind of gotten out of where even in comedy, if even if even something fantastical you know, needs to be addressed realistically to an extent. Okay. Let me ask you a question before you go on. When okay. you say you've been watching a lot of Cheers and you're obviously comparing it to Cheers, what season are you talking about with Cheers? Because I have a TV theory here. Um, I'm at I'm on on uh, episode. Actually, when you when you texted me to say Wait, that you were ready, I was watching uh, episode. I think it was episode ten, uh, season four. Oh, okay. Hold on for a second. So I'm still in the Diane Chambers. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 see the series. Okay. So, um, but what I'm saying, what I mean by that is, I feel like, 
Um, I feel like there, the one of the things that I, I noticed that was a flaw in this show is that I feel like there are a lot of fantastical things that happen that A, just don't seem to affect RuPaul in a realistic way. And B, don't seem to be handled by anybody else in a realistic way. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it just it to me it just seems kind of so so to me it just it made me check out a little bit i know it's a comedy and you're supposed to lend yourself a little bit to to uh you know it being a little bit crazy but there is a level where with which and that that to me that's where this child comes into play mm-hmm. where if this to me if this child was acting the way that they were that they were acting i mean and this just comes maybe it comes from being for having a couple of years now of, of training and stuff with special education is like this child is a lawsuit waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that, that, that to me, I would be like, I'm not, I'm not coming within the, I'm not coming close to this child within a 10, you know, a 10 foot pole because this child, I mean, within one of the first instances, the child threatens on almost on several occasions to, to report RuPaul for molesting her. Mm-hmm. him or her and it's like if that's the and then rupaul just goes oh you're crazy and it's like no you walk away from that scenario so yeah i see my tantrum really affected you my tantrum saturday oh nothing you do affects me <laughs> uh anyway um so so that's today we're going to focus on episode one okay okay Today we're going to focus on episode we one. Do more episodes. I just, I just didn't. I was just saying for. No, I don't want to do more episodes. Okay, I'm just letting you know. Mm-hmm. I'm coming at this strictly from only having done one episode, which watched. I think, I think is, is a fair thing to talk about. I mean, like I'm telling you, I, I told you the arc of the season. Uh, if you, if you're asking me to grade the show on at, as, as a whole for season one, I think I'd give it a C. Okay. Okay. At, but that's at its best. It's a C, and it, and that's, I'm not even averaging the score. It's at, at its best a C plus. What were you uh, thinking it was going to be? Did you think it would be a C? I think you... the show is exactly what I thought it would be. Okay. You know what? To be honest with you, I think I expected a C minus. So it kind of wins because I gave it a C. Because there are certain episodes, like since we're not going to be talking about them, Lutrice Royale's episode. She's kind. She's kind of a godsend in that episode. She's really, really talented and very good. The episode, like I told you, with Kennedy Davenport and Jade Jolie and Mariah Balenciaga. That's a very good episode as well. Uh, people like episode nine with Ginger Minj and Mary, whatever about it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. it, it also has on that episode Jane Krakowski. You know, um, excuse me. I said, "Oh, okay." And um, <clears throat> that's a halfway decent episode. The one with Tim Bagley is not bad. But then, because even the Kennedy Davenport, there are moments that are cringy. There are a lot of cringy episodes. Like there's a there's an episode that takes place in a in almost like a like a like a trailer park, but it's like a four. It, it, it's meant to be like summer camp. Okay, that is a cringy episode, right? It's it's not very good. Uh, I guess that episode one is an embarrassment to television. I give him episode one an F, right? Why do you think episode one was so bad? Well, I have a list here of I have a list of reasons here, Lori. I took notes. I watched episode one and took notes. Uh, in fact, let's actually dive right into episode one. We're going to take it in, in blocks and in scenes and whatnot in moments. Uh, and then we'll go from there on the episode. A lot of it is just uh, observations. Uh, we were talking about this fantasy world that, and things that make no sense. 
Um, so we open up with seeing Ruby. RuPaul's character's name is Ruby Red. Okay, her drag name is Ruby Red. Yeah. And she's at a club. Now, what's funny is for a show where a drag queen is the co-creator and executive producer, okay? Uh-huh. Um, I just want to end it up right now. Luke Stamen says, I know you're probably going to leave, have to re-record this entire episode, but I simply must go to sleep. I'm so sorry. Sorry for everyone for ruining the night. What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? He's being facetious. He's, he's saying that now, now that he's gone, it's gonna, <laughs> it's not the same. It, there's two different versions of this, of this episode. There's pre Luke Stamen. There's yeah. post. Anyway, nobody gives a shit about you, Luke. No, yeah. I'm kidding. I like you. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we open on this club, and by the way, and it's a pack. It's it's it's, it's the pa- most packed pa- audience I've ever seen. Yeah, and I was gonna say, like, I've been to some drag shows. It is the fanciest looking club. Which the reason that's oh. important is later on backstage, she talked about what a piece of shit this club is rails against it and even on stage she apologized yeah. for the she uh, she said something like i'm sorry that that you know that it, you we've had to deal with the 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 issues that we've had and it's like what, what issues? issues there's like there's like glitter coming down from the ceiling it's a huge generous stage people <laughs> and the beautiful runway beautiful runway and a very very roomy backstage too i'm sure a lot of drag queens and by the way the guy is doing well he can clearly afford to hire about 25 drag queens and for a well, night also- and the guy, and they're only, um, sailing, they're only throwing down $5 bills. Only oh. throwing. You watch that in multiple times when they show those, those that money thrown down. It's like everybody only had $5 bills to throw. But, Lori, not only that, th- the amount of money that's just being thrown on the stage, like just boatloads and boatloads yes. of cash. They had to uh, bring trash bags. They had to bring well, trash they, bags. And she made so uh, much money. Up money. Yeah, but and, and what's, if, what's funny is if you think about it in the larger scheme of things, maybe if I'll be honest with you, okay, if the uh-huh. actual RuPaul performed at a club like that, the stage probably really would look like that, okay. If they were, she was taking tips, yeah, the stage. Pro- but that's the actual RuPaul, who is very famous, the most famous drag queen in the history of drag queens. RuPaul would get that right. But in this show, the show can, I guess the show thinks she's famous, but then she's not famous. It, it's weird. It goes back and forth throughout the season because clearly she's so fucking popular that A, people sh- pack this club to go see her, throw money at her, and she's confident they're going to go to her club. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she's confident that people will shop. Also, it's to the point where she gets in a fight with that guy mm-hmm. because she, he's basically upset that he's he or she, I don't know if that's a man or a woman, uh-huh. but he or she is upset that they're, that uh, she's leaving him. And because he's like, Oh, you got your start here. And now you're going to, now you're going to cut and run instead. But then she has to go, she's making all this money, but then she has to go on the road yeah, to, to uh, um, promote her opening her club and has to go on the road to get the final money to do it. Now, Maybe the road 
was going to be one thing. No, I don't. When that thing happened, it ended up having to be another thing, but it didn't seem like it. I, I'm going to disagree with you. because I think I think you're right because I think the show doesn't know what it is either. But there's a certain point where she's talking to, we'll, later, we'll meet him in a bit, her best friend. And she's like, ugh, I have this, you know, I have this tour booked already and yeah. I have to go on it. And you're like, well, I mean, it's not like she won $100,000 in a lottery, okay? It's like she's slowly been building this $100,000 up. And so she she knows when she's going to hit the $100,000. Because if you, okay, hold on. I just started thinking about this right now. So okay. tell me if you follow me. Okay. She's raised $100,000 over who knows. I think it took, it's taken her years. But if you see the show... Apparently they're just throwing thousands of dollars on every time she at every night. It just seems like I mean, honestly, I would be, I would be, I would not be shocked if five thousand dollars was on that. Yeah, five. You're right. It would be about five, or at least in the thousands. You're right. Yeah. By the let's amount say, of money on that table stage. Let's say how many nights do you think? Like, let's say Friday. Let's say she does two nights. Friday, yeah. she, and it's like twenty five hundred dollars a night, or let's just say a thousand dollars a night. She makes a thousand dollars a night that she apparently doesn't have to split with anybody because she just takes it all home. Yeah, in a trash bag. In a trash bag. So a thousand dollars a night, not including anything else. I mean, she, you know, that's twelve thousand dollars. So yeah, maybe it would take her, but that's like only if she's using that's like if she's doing it Jay Leno style where she's only taking money that she gets solely from you know, live shows, not taking, not using any of the money that she gets from anything else. Let's you know? be honest. And this, this is just the tip of the iceberg here. The money makes no sense in this television show. Oh, we're, well, we're, her, her level of, of uh, being able, what she can, can and cannot afford, mm-hmm. it jostles from minute to minute. I mean, she, she has an, a nice apartment that apparently she's able to just keep, you know, uh, with paying rent for while she's off on tour for how mm-hmm. a month or whatever. Yeah. And then she also in New York city has space to rent a, a place to park her, her RV yeah. that she has, mm-hmm. you know? And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, okay. So anyway, going back with my big revelation here is, so she's taken years to raise this hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. And she has this boyfriend business partner at this stage, at this stage, Let's just, we haven't gotten to any revelations here. So at this stage, let's assume the boyfriend is on the level and a legitimate business partner. Okay. But I mean, they talk, if, if I talked about star, the way that, that uh, she talked about her, her guy, you would be like, Lori star is swindling you. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but bitch, he is hot. Which is like, you're like, then, then you know what? Maybe you shouldn't run a business because you're an idiot. She doesn't, she's never met any of his friends, never met any of his family. Doesn't never verify that he really went to these places and worked that he played, but yet she gave him control of her money. Like that is literally, she wants to be a business owner and has made, probably before the business starts the most fatal business mistake ever right yes and i know that it's a drag i know that it's a drag place but but let's just take it back well first off, can we just talk about i'm re i'm going through sections while we're talking about it so i can remember what my thoughts were as because i wrote some stuff down but i wrote down words like i just wrote down eureka Mm-hmm. Eureka in a hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what the 
I can look. Eureka is literally in while she's yelling, getting in a fight with her that manager after that drag show mm-hmm. that I think any drag artist would kill to have, mm-hmm. but she was like super pissed off about. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes and she's yelling at as she's getting undressed at the manager of the club, yes. and Eureka is just sitting in a windowsill leaning into the building like hey i'm also here <laughs> yeah it's weird so anyway to finish my point it's um it's one of these things where like okay so she's taking all this time to raise a hundred thousand dollars let's assume that the boyfriend is a legitimate business partner partner at this point you're yes. telling and she's like i have this money i am gonna start building out this club we're gonna go sign the paperwork tomorrow yes. i just got the credit cards I mean, we really established this by the fact that she trusts his boyfriend, that she's not a, a good business person. But wouldn't you, if let's say you were the boyfriend, you were a legitimate, legitimate business person, be furious that your business partner is leaving to go on some shit tour where she's making like $20 a show? Yes. To go for it's, two weeks? And also it's like, what state, I mean, okay, this is, see, this is the kind of stuff that maybe I should have watched the whole thing, so I apologize. But, like, do we, okay, so at any point, do they ever, because they show the layout of, like, what they're thinking about. Mm-hmm. But she made it seem like they signed the papers, and then and then she's she's going to open up the place. But then when they go to sign the papers, the place is kind of a shit show, and she has the, the, the plan still, so nothing's been done. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is she going to open the the club like tomorrow so she's essentially burning bridges she's calling out this guy who is putting her on stage helping her make thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. and she burned that bridge and then now she's going on tour leaving uh, apparently leaving this guy to take care of all the logistics of of this club and it's like no no promotion nothing just to do this tour this drag tour yeah and, and, and as we see in the series She's going to the shittiest places. It's not like a place that's going to pay her thousands of dollars. They're like, no. she's doing like shows for like ten people. It's like, why? Do, I would have just canceled the tour. Well, and does she ever like the promote the club? Like, does she go like, oh, in my club, y'all should come out to my club? Well, no, because I- by the time we go there, she doesn't have a club anymore. She has lost her money. Uh, okay, well, well let's let's actually. She's still not yeah. hoping that she'll eventually get her club. Okay, everyone needs to know that Lori is watching the show. So now she's already she's always going to be referencing scenes when she's like ten minutes ahead. We're actually still at the club, at the shitty club. Um, all right. Um, okay, okay. Speaking as a comic, Lori, you kind of touched on this already. Let's say, for instance, that everything is real back at the club, right? Back on the stage. Okay. She finishes her number, and then she plugs the new club she's opening on that guy's stage, on his microphone. That, if you were a comedian, that is the most unprofessional thing. Oh, yeah. You could ever do. It's such such a shitty thing to do. And that's what I'm saying. She's burning this guy has an amazing place no matter how much of an asshole he mm-hmm. you know it seems to be mm-hmm. and this guy has an amazing place he's letting people the her perform there and she's getting trash bags full of money yeah and the way that she thanks him no matter what you know mm-hmm. what she he perceives that she's doing is that he decides that he's going to plug it would be like um if uh, uh, Evan was on the rumor mill and decided to tell everyone listening that if they want to listen to a real show with real uh, insight into RuPaul's Drag Race, they should listen to Race Chasers. 
No, because the, he's not on it. So he's even more of an idiot. Oh, that's true. It, <laughs> it, it would be like it would be like if he had if he had a, a show on the Race Chasers Network. Uh-huh. And he was like, "Hey guys, if you want to hear if you want to hear my more in-depth conversations that I have about RuPaul's Drag Race, check mm-hmm. out my you know my podcast that where i talk more better where it's a better podcast has better sound quality better producers and it's uh, it's over at the race chasers you know network or whatever that would be the same thing and then you know rightfully you would get upset although you get upset and everything i've been does but um but what i'm saying yeah so it's just that that, that's awful that yeah and and then gets upset when he he gets upset that she's doing that and she's like but then what, here's what I'm saying is like, okay, I understand that it's a drag place and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure they, they talk about sex and stuff like that. But it was just weird that like she's getting in this fight with her boss and then goes off on this weird tangent oh, about a long speech. Yeah. Like, like really has gives her good sex. And it would just be like, um, can we not like can we talk about something important? Yeah. Yeah. It's very bizarre. It's very odd. Yeah. It's yeah, weird. Yeah. It's super super weird. Our, that that you know, to be honest with you too, as a as from a writing perspective, it's like it's like first of all, it's too soon in the episode to have such a big dramatic moment like that of a speech where she's gonna read it. But a the speech is horrible. B yeah. the extra dra- that dra- drag queens as extras are horrible. C her acting is awful. Now I'm gonna tell you something, Laurie. I'm gonna tell you something. Over the course of the episodes, her acting improved so that by the end, RuPaul's actually a halfway decent actor by the end of the season, okay? But in that first episode, her acting is atrocious. It's awful, right? Well, can't carry. She can't. Here's something I've learned about RuPaul. She is great if she's doing, if she's the star, but she's the star in an ensemble. Mm -hmm. But she can't carry a scene. Mm -hmm. She can't be the only person working in a scene. Mm -hmm. She has to be part of an ensemble. She can be the star in the ensemble, Mm -hmm. but she has to be part of an ensemble. And that whole scene was her carrying that scene because everybody else was awful. Mm -hmm. They were, they were terrible. They, they, their line one person you could see the the one that was the manager was mouthing words <laughs> it's just like you know like it's it, it was just sad to watch and and RuPaul was trying her best uh-huh. but she she is only as good as the weakest link in the group mm-hmm. and there were it was that was a group of all weak links mm-hmm. so yeah no the, that was a bad scene. All right. Well, she leaves the club with her bag of money, and the next thing we see, she's at a Chinese restaurant. Now, once again, she, then we're talking about the Chinese restaurant scene, okay? Uh-huh. And this is the thing, because we're not talking about the whole se- season, we're only doing this first episode. I want to touch on this now, because this is this this uh, moment here is is the thing throughout the whole uh, series, uh-huh. Is RuPaul in that speech, in the speech we just heard, RuPaul's like, I didn't scrape, you know, like eat ramen, you know, every day for eight years and go without for nothing. That's why I'm leaving your shitty club, right? Yeah. She has the most expensive outfits just for her boy clothes. I could yeah. almost see her, I mean, her drag outfit is very expensive, but you're like, okay, what's well, an investment in her business, right? But for yeah. someone who's trying to save $100,000 and it's taking her eight years or something, 
she's buying some pretty ass fucking expensive clothes. Like you can tell, she's in a in an Asian restaurant with like a, a like, which is almost kind of insulting that she showed up to a Chinese restaurant with like a traditional like Chinese jacket. That would be if like you went to a Mexican restaurant, Lori, and was dressed like a senorita. You know, with like a fan and the comb in your hair and like, and like roses in your teeth. You know, yes. <laughs> I mean that's essentially what she's doing. I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to a Chinese restaurant. Let me with dress in this, chanclas. yeah, wearing chanclas and like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I do, I do so show up in a sombrero every single time I I go to Chipotle. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it that was really weird. Yeah, but I feel like honestly. <laughs> not to get too in the weeds with it Mm -hmm. but i honestly i feel like that happens a lot with black people too like remember michael jordan for the longest time was wearing that adolf hitler mustache like i think black people get away with certain Mm -hmm. things that white people just can't get away with and i so i think rupaul gets away with kind of you know doing that kind of stuff because it's like oh well it looks good so i'm gonna wear it and so it's really expensive too oh yeah I bet it was very expensive. It's one of those things where it seems to me what's really funny is it's like all of the outfits that she wears, mm-hmm. you can tell is like, she's like, um, I can't get food or grease on this. So you need to not touch me. <laughs> yeah. So let me go to a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, so let's talk about this weird joke that's in this scene because there's so many weird things about this joke. So the joke going on is that the waiter and his wife, who's the cook, are fighting because he's forgotten their anniversary. Okay. Now, the little beats that happen throughout the scene, they happen in different places, but we're going to talk about them all right now. So he says, because the wife's cursing in the background and, and, and Rue and the boyfriend. Now, the boyfriend meets her there. I can't remember his name. Right? Yeah. And they're sitting there looking all lovey into each other's eyes. Yeah. And he's she's cursing. They're like, you know. I'm super in love with you and everything, yeah. but mm-hmm. I can only meet you, mm-hmm. um, you know, <laughs> midnight right after a show. Yeah. So, yeah. so they're at this Chinese restaurant. He's going to show her the blueprints. But the, the, the weird thing in here is that the waiter is the wife's screaming in the background. Yeah. And the waiter, which, first of all, even the characterization of these characters is so offensive. They're just so like, they're, they're, it's just one level above having them wear like, you know, like rice patty hats and saying like, also, right? And so it's already kind of offensive. But then he's like, oh, she's mad at me because I forgot her anniversary. And then RuPaul takes out these eyelashes that Bianca Del Rio gave her and says, here, give these to her. Okay. So then the scene progresses. And when we look back, she comes up to the table and now she's wearing these very exaggerated eyelashes and batting her eyes at Rue. So she went to, she, at some point she went to the bathroom and put on the eyelashes. Yeah. But then she goes up to her. Now she's super happy because the boyfriend gave her the, I mean, the husband gave her these eyelashes, right? But uh-huh. she apparently knows because she goes to thank Rue that she loves the eyelashes. So, really, the thought is gone. She knows that he forgot the anniversary and that RuPaul just handed him some junky eyelashes she had and that Rue gave them and then he gave them to her. So, why? I would still be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. The, the point is upset. that he. Yeah. Oh, well, first off, I would be upset that my husband forgot an anniversary and thought, then thought it was okay to give me some trashy eyelashes that a drag queen and her 
boyfriend is obviously just sleeping with her to get the hundred thousand dollars from her. Yeah. Well, it, well <laughs> so I see them all the time. Here's another weird logic thing with this episode. So the boyfriend sits her down. Now remember, now we're gonna actually now we're gonna do the opposite. Now we know he's cheating her. Okay, we're, we've watched the show. No. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. He goes. And then he tells her, sit down, I have a surprise for you. And then he takes out the blueprints for the club, right? Yes. Okay, so this is where it gets ridiculous. Which, mind you, they are signing the papers for the building tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, the next day. And RuPaul's like, oh my god, they're blueprints? Like, she doesn't even know this is happening, right? She's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. It's so crazy to see it all laid out. It's like, what have you been doing? Yes, I know. And then so here's the next part that makes no sense. If he's a con artist, like in other words, RuPaul's not expecting these blueprints. It's not like RuPaul was like, hey, uh, I'll, I'll look up his name, what the character's name is. But she's like, hey. Um, Ricky Ricardo. Because, okay. I mean, that's basically, he's he's basically like, it's all stereotypes. So he's Yeah, he's just, a stereotype too. He's like the stereotypical like Latin lover. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, so she's clear. So I could maybe understand this logic if... Um, Hold on, I'm looking up his name here. Why is it not? Anyway, if I could understand the logic if... Oh, Damien. I could understand the logic if she told Damien... (laughs) Such such a a clue. Yeah. I could understand Uh, if she told Damien, listen, get these blueprints by me done by tomorrow, right? But no, she's completely floored that he has blueprints. So what kind of con artist is he... Because blueprints to get to get an architect to design these things to get an architect to, to get the blueprints made that costs quite a bit of money. It's not like they don't just come out of nowhere, right? Yeah. So, wouldn't you, as a con artist, want to keep as much money as possible? So why would you get blueprints for a place that's never going to open, done, and spend thousands of dollars? Yeah, if she's not asking for it. You know, Uh if she's not asking, if she's not like, uh, she's not being suspicious or anything. Yeah. Also, I've never done this. So you own, you own a, you run a nonprofit. Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't know if a nonprofit is the same as like another company, but do you have a company credit card? Uh, I have one for afterthought. I don't have one for undergrad prep. Okay. Now, do, do you have multiple company credit cards? Where you like, where you're like, hey, uh, a friend, you know, let's say, I don't know, Stephen Starling, when he was, he was like, oh, he needs, Stephen Starling needs to do something for Instagram. He can have a mm-hmm. company credit card. Yeah. Do you, do you get multiple credit ca- company credit cards or do you have to, is it just one company credit card? Well, I just have one company credit card, but. But can you have multiple? Yeah, you can have multiples, but here's the deal from when I've done this in the past for undergrad industries and stuff. Is a especially with technology the way it is now? Yeah, like for even with my banking, forget the credit cards with my banking. If and my credit cards too, actually, now that I think about it, my credit cards and my banking. If any money is spent, okay, I get an alert on my phone. Okay, okay. I have it set now. You can change the parameters so that not for every time we put a dollar down, do you get? But like for instance, with my Discover card is a good example. I have a setting on there that if any purchase is made for over $50, okay, I get an email saying, hey, someone spent more than $50 on your account, okay? 
But okay. that said, on a new account, I mean, there are fraud detection systems. We're, the money makes no sense in the show. We could do a whole series on just the money and the way but, it works in Agent of the Queen. But so it, my point is, is on your company credit card, does yeah. it say Afterthought Media or does yeah, it say it does. No, it says both. Okay, so but did you have to prove your identity when you got the company credit card, or did you have to prove? Oh, I see what you're saying. So the way business credit works is at at first, until you establish your own separate business credit card, it goes off your personal credit. Okay. Yeah. So like it, they use my personal credit to establish the business credit, and then and then as the business credit matures, then it basically gets its own. Uh, credit history because my my okay so my i guess i should say my whole my my whole point is how in the world is she able to just give a credit card to this guy and he's just able to use it 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 does if it doesn't have his name if it doesn't and also let's say it did have his name that wasn't his real name so then he would have to show forms of id oh i see what you're saying yes you're right that she would to give an authorized user he'd have to She'd have to put like all they they don't you don't just give it to Randy. You, I can't say like oh I need a credit card for Uncle Sam. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So that's that a very good point. Sense. How is she able to just hand him a credit card unless it just said like oh a- unless it just says Afterthought Media or whatever? No. But then no. But then it's like th- then it's like how do you prove? So I don't. It just didn't make any sense to me how she was able to do that and then just didn't know any information about him. Hmm. Well, the thing is that um, forget that part is the show doesn't even know how a credit card works. No, I mean let's just talk about the money right now. Believe it or not, everyone's gonna be very excited. We're gonna have to do another episode about episode one because this is gonna be like when we did Fighting Prince Charming. Because I don't want this to be longer than a 45-minute episode. We're ready to come. So let's talk about the money and then get out of here. And we'll come back and visit the other part. Okay. Even though we're yeah. going to jump around here a little bit. We haven't gotten to the kid yet. Huh? I know. We, we haven't even gotten to the kid. I mean, yeah. So we're going to do a whole series just on episode one. We haven't even gotten to the kid. We have to talk about this kid's phone, too. Because this kid, how does this kid have a phone plan? Like, <laughs> Yeah, the so. mom. Yeah, I know. They can't, I know. That's the whole thing. Anyway... um. The, okay, so we're going to jump ahead to when RuPaul shows up the next morning. Oh, my gosh. Also, Did, can we just say that I think the big issue with this show in general, this show would be probably, you said, what, a C plus you gave it? Uh, I think this thing, show. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. The show as a whole is a C. At its best, it's a C plus. I think this show would be an A minus B plus if it was 30 minutes long. No, yes, 100%. If the show went to 30 minutes, it would be B minus or B, but it would improve. Because the fact that this show is an hour long, yes. I mean, they literally, they talk they talk the bits out so much that they explain the joke to you. And that by that, I mean, they they literally talk out, like, the whole scenario about getting, getting, uh, swindled so in to death that Mm -hmm. you are by the time that it actually happens at rupaul you're like yeah that's what fucking happened rupaul get it together i've been i known this 10 minutes ago Mm -hmm. 
anyway. okay, so let's talk about the money. We're going to get back to but we're going to jump ahead to the money. When we come back, we'll have to go backwards because we have to still we still have to do outside the apartment. We have to do inside the apartment. This is even before they sign the they go to show up to the store. We we know we meet his friend. Um okay, but let's talk about the money. They show up to the club that RuPaul's going to open. First of all, she's on this stage of this guy's club the night before bragging about how rad her club's going to be. When we show up to the space, it's actually tiny. It's very tiny. It's very, very tiny. What is the guy? The place she was at was essentially like a gigantic cavernous theater. It was huge, and it had a, a very long runway. Yeah, there is no way in hell that this 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 place couldn't even have half of the length of the runway that this. I'm not even joking because there's two rooms. What we can see the room that they're in with the landlord's son. Uh huh. Okay. Is the size of the dressing room that yes. they were in the night before? The guy, the the previous club owner's dressing room was the size of like half of her showroom of her club. Okay. Yeah. Not only that. Okay. I don't understand. Well, we'll get to the club at a different time. Let's talk about the money. So, the people here obviously don't know how leasing offices or rent work. Like. First of all, I've never heard of them putting on a credit card, right? They usually yeah. want a cashier's check for, for that first payment, okay? Or And also, the landlord wouldn't be... If something like that happened, I mean... Okay. So, for, well, first, can we be honest? Can we say that the character that they have, the the guy, the person who owns the bar isn't even there. They brought his yeah. son. It's supposed to be like comic relief. But what but what is what is the point of having the son? I mean, what what's the point of making that connection? Does it it never pays off. Does that no, make sense? It, it never goes, oh now we know why they made like why didn't he just say he was the owner? Why did it have to be the owner's son? Also there's this thing that I feel like in comedy, Mm -hmm. some people do that they think is funny where people just announce things. And they did that with it where he's like, I got to go, go to my AA meeting and then sell Coke. And it's like, RuPaul just goes like, all right, great. That Mm -hmm. sounds fun. And I would have been like, Oh, that's sad. I'm sorry. Like it would have been like a whole thing. And RuPaul's just like, sorry, I got to like, you know, sissy that walk in my, runway bar. Well, it just sort of feels like when you see shitty improv and the person set up a, you know, like, I, okay, the scene is, I'm at a bus stop, right? Yes. And then yes. you come in, you're like, hi, I'm an escaped prisoner who stole a waffle iron. And yes. Like, <laughs> it reminds me so much of uh, of uh, uh, this uh, scene that uh, improv coach said he saw one time that was hilarious where this guy literally goes, uh, sir, you dropped your wallet. And he goes, I didn't drop my wallet. It's a snow cone and smashes it against the guy's face. This is essentially how RuPaul was acting. He was like, I got to go to AA. You don't have to go to AA. You have to sign my lease. Like, yeah, it was very bizarre. Okay, so now let's talk about, so what happens is he's like, I don't care. Just he, the, the, the landlord guy is like, I don't give a shit, right? Which is a weird attitude to have. To yeah. have my dad look, dad run the credit card for charges. Yeah, that is so, anyway. You're, if you think about it, it's a major purchase. They don't just go, I'm just going to run this credit card. And no. even if they do, there's, I don't know, it's, it seems more formal than that. Okay. Then he comes back that the card's been denied. Okay. Uh huh. But then what we learn is that all of Ruby's $100,000 is on this credit card. It doesn't make any sense. That's not how credit cards work. So no. is it a debit card or is it a credit card? It, but, that's what I was wondering. I don't think it's a debit card. Because she said it was a line of credit, 
But then, yeah, you can't take out the full. You could take out money off the credit card with well, interest. Okay. Here's the deal. And if you haven't finished watching the series now, I would jump ahead a minute or two. Because I'm going to make a major spoiler right now. And I know you love spoilers, so you don't care. Yeah, I don't care. This is how it makes even less sense. Because, okay, let's say in theory there is some magic card that she has where she took her $100,000 cash, gave it to the credit card company, and said, put this on this debit card, right? Like like a gift well, card. American right? Express doesn't have debit cards. No, they so. don't. I know. I know. But I'm just – that's right. It's an American Express card. That's not how American Express works. Okay. Stop, right? In the last episode, Damien fi- and and Ruby finally have their showdown. All right? Okay. And over the course of the season, especially starting the last few episodes, Damien realizes he, – he never says he's gay, but that he really did have feelings for Ruby, okay? And okay. that he really loved her. And that he feels badly about what he did. So in the last episode, she's getting ready to do the pageant, the big pageant. Okay. And he shows up to her dressing room. And he's gone all the way out there to find her and hands her a bag full of the $100,000. Okay. What? Yeah. Now, hold on for a second. There's, it's even more confusing than that. You know the woman with the eye patch? Yeah, his sister she, or the woman that was thought was his sister. No, 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 no. I don't think I don't know if you've met her though. It's Tia Carrera, right? Tia yeah. Carrera. Yeah, they're the, the the villainous duo. She actually had the money. Damien didn't know that the money was in this bag the whole time. And when he finds it, then he takes it to Ruby. Uh huh. So how did they get the money? Like in other words, so okay, so they took RuPaul's cash. All right, then why was there hundred thousand dollars on this card? And why was that the okay? Either it's a debit card. So that means that the bank has the $100,000, okay? Uh-huh. Or, two, it's a credit card. If it's a credit card, then you immediately put a stop, all right, on the uh, on the charge, and American Express opens a fraud alert, and it just basically as if it didn't, and then they investigate it, and then, it, you know, it, it, it gets a whole thing, Okay. <sighs> Also, don't you think American Express would have like contacted her in the beginning to be like, "Hey, uh, yes. let's say all let's say all of this is true. Let's say you can take out money. Mm-hmm. Don't you think they would say like, um, um, hey, uh, somebody's trying? Are you actually trying to take out the full hundred thousand yes. dollars that you literally just yes. started the credit card? A hundred thousand. That's what I was trying to tell you. A hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money." And, it if is. You, and if you just opened a credit card and then immediately within 12 hours of getting the credit card, go max out the credit card of $100,000 in some way, American Express, like, if you go to another state and use your credit card, they fucking shut that shit down because they they expect you, yeah. the algorithm knows that you spend money in a certain area, and the second you leave that area and start spending your money, that's why you have to call them when you're going to travel to warn them that you're going to be spending this money. The, the fucking security features would shut it down immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Well, the only thing I could see, and look, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that realistically this makes some sense. Mm-hmm. But it even it makes even less sense about getting money out of a credit card. That's yeah. what I don't understand. The only thing I could see is 
when I used to work at this doggy daycare, mm-hmm. we used to have to charge money to take, like, if I wanted to buy something, I would have to charge it and then take money out. So I would, like, if, if um, or it wouldn't even be if I wanted to buy something. It, like, let's say I needed, because there was, like, a, a sandwich shop across the street that just had, that was cash only. And so if I wanted to take out cash from the register, I would charge my my debit card $20 and mm-hmm. then I would take $20 out of the register. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a hundred percent sure if that's even legal, but that's what we would do. And, uh, um, I, w- so maybe that's kind of how he did is he like did like a charge where he charged the, went to a company and they charged a hundred thousand dollars, which is, again, I'm not saying makes sense. Cause it's still a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Then the company gave him a hundred thousand dollars. But there's got to be some, like, it just makes no sense. And then she goes on the speakerphone with the credit card company, and they're like, they, they, there's no security measures to get, like, no. the, 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 and then, and like, oh, yeah, That's someone's been on the money. short wait. Yeah. And then, and, and, and Ruby, does, well, we don't see it, but I, I see no evidence that Ruby said, could you tell me where all the money was spent? Like, it's just like, no, it's just gone. Like, it's the money part makes zero sense. And I know you have people who are like, yeah, these are the Rupologists who are like, it's a fucking TV show. It's a fucking TV show. Just fucking, it's just. And then there's some people who are a little smarter and go like, it's just the MacGuffin. It's the MacGuffin to get into the show. No, but still, if you're a competent screenwriter, yeah, you you account for all of this. Also, can I say, can I be honest with you? Like, I feel like, okay, <laughs> here's the thing that I, this is the, let's go broad with it, Okay. Let's say all of this could be plausible. Mm-hmm. Let's believe it. Mm-hmm. Let's say that a a woman who does shoddy uh, uh, Botox outside mm-hmm. of a, a bathroom stall at yeah. a drag show ha- um, finds out that RuPaul has $100,000 that she's going to start a club with. Okay? Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. Great. So then what she decides to do is her and her boyfriend. No, they're not decide- dating. Oh, they're not? No. Oh, okay. She gets this guy, Damien, uh, or whatever his name is, to pretend to be this uh, club um, entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And he, at the time, is possibly straight, you know, not necessarily leaning. But he decides, you know what I'm going to do? In order to get $100,000, I'm going to rail this six-year-old gay black man for seven months, convince him that I'm an entrepreneur, open up a drag bar just to get a credit card so I can steal a hundred thousand dollars. Like, I feel like that's a lot of life changing moments mm-hmm. for only a hundred thousand dollars. Like you would have to promise me at minimum in order to change my sexuality and kind of commit a fraud and a crime, mm-hmm. like $5 million. Well, okay. So I, mean, I don't know how far you got in episode two. Th- this is actually covered a little bit in the early episodes. So they had been working together quite a bit. This was like a scam. They ran on a bunch of gay men and Damien did this to a bunch of gay men. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is a scam. He's been running for a while and, and, oh. and Ruby meets one of them. So okay. do you think that maybe the, I mean, is is it's almost certain that the money that he hands her at the end of the c- series is money that he's stolen from other people? Because there's got to be no way that he saved that money. Lori, gonna- once again, the money makes no sense in this TV show. It makes zero sense. 
Can we also um, then talk about the money that this child has that she's able to stay in her her mom's apartment that her her mom apparently has paid rent on an apartment? No, 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 no. They got they got evicted. Well, it's the slowest eviction I've ever seen. No, there's a it's in the first episode where where she she's basically broken into the the empty apartment. Oh, she broke into it. Yes. That's how, oh, I thought she was allowed. No, it. no, she broke into but it. Then she has a phone and she has a phone plan. Yeah. Who knows? Um, and then she's able to buy a hot dog in the beginning, but then she has three dollars that she wants. Well, I mean, you could you could you could you could. Um, I don't like this. Kid. You could justify that that, that she somehow scraped together the money to get the hot dog, or got someone to buy her hot dog, and she's using that hot dog over and over again to get more and more cash. Do we see? And be honest with me. Do you see the 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 child wash her clothes at any point in the show? Because that shirt was filthy from get go, and I was like, I don't know if that's I, a one of. I don't know if we see them do laundry along the way. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I don't remember. I would love a laundry. I would love a laundry scene. I would love a scene where it's just them chilling. Okay, well, we have a lot to cover with this, but we're going to do it in a second episode. And I can see we're already drifting to to Lori Land, where she starts going like, did you count the number of shoelaces she had? And I'm like, what? Number of shoelaces? <laughs> so why don't we come back to this? So why don't we why don't we uh, call it a day there? We're going to have to do another episode where we we still want to finish episode one. I don't know how long I don't know how long it's going to take us to do episode one. Okay, but um, maybe in the meanwhile you could watch a couple more episodes. I wouldn't watch the whole series if I were you. We haven't even gotten to the kid yet, and I would love to. I would love to really talk about. We should get Taylor to we, watch. Yeah, we haven't talked about the kid. We haven't talked about. Um, I would love to know Taylor's opinion about this kid because this kid is. This kid is Damien. This kid is 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 the son of the the devil. The mm-hmm. son daughter of the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, we we haven't talked about the roommate or anything. We haven't talked about anything. So we're going to do that on another episode. Uh, we might even touch again on the money. But for now, Laurie, that was part of episode one. We haven't talked about the cop. We haven't. Oh my god, so much. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> I mean, I missed, but like, I did it.